Hi, I'm Christy Wimpery, and I'm so excited you're here with me today. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about the life you wish you had? Yeah, me too. Well, for many years, I felt stuck, and I thought those dreams would only ever be just daydreams. Today, I now run a thriving six-figure virtual business that allows me to have the freedom to work and live from anywhere. I also teach others how to grow and operate a successful TC business of their very own. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and application, then this is the podcast for you. In here, we discuss business dreams, goals, and everything in between. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Hey there, friend. I've got something special to share with you today. Have you ever wondered if there was a career where you could work from home and still make a great income? Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Becoming a Transaction Coordinator. I know that this is such a powerful career for so many people that I want to share the opportunity that I have been given with as many people as possible. That's why I've created the TC Quiz. It's a fun way to explore if becoming a transaction coordinator might be the perfect fit for you. Imagine having the flexibility to work from home and enjoying the financial rewards. So head on over to christywinfrey.com backslash TC quiz and start exploring your journey towards an amazing home-based career. It's all about making your dreams a reality one step at a time. Hey y'all, welcome to today's episode. Today I'm interviewing Anna Grevlevsky. And uh, she has a really cool story about her business of events and retreats. And I'm just going to let her tell her story. And I you know, hope you found great value in this episode. So welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you so much, Christy. It's an honor to be here. And uh, I'm excited to just share some good tidbits to with your community. Yeah, absolutely. So tell, I, I know we were talking offline, but tell us a little bit about your story. What were you doing before you started your business and and how did you get, go about getting into this business? Yeah, absolutely. So man, my my journey started um really when I was when I was super young when it comes to events and, and creating memories. My dad and I, we really were, you know, a dynamic duo in creating uh just like family vacations that then, you know, extended to being help, you know, helping our friends um, and extended family. And it really was when I kind of got that bug of creating experiences and and being able to, you know, curate lasting memories for people. And so you know, step foot into college and trying to figure out what you want to do. And thankfully, I was able to receive um, or I got a really amazing internship uh, on overseas in Poland that allowed me to work in a global um, experience stadium in Poland. And really, that was like the hitting factor of like, I need to be in events, I need to be in sports, I need to be able to curate experiences for um, those that I don't even know. (laughs) And um, that is really where the journey started uh, stepping into corporate and curating um, global hospitality uh, experiences for Fortune 500 companies. Uh, and I was in corporate for uh, about 14 years and really went through a really amazing personal experience of traveling the world, curating all these amazing experiences, going to these unbelievable events that I only dreamt of as a kid. And truly, you know, to this day, I call it my dream, you know, dream corporate job. Uh, it was. I learned so much. I got to, you know, do so much. But at the same time, I also 
uh, hit burnout multiple times. And uh, we were just talking before this, you know, the first time, you know, burnout came and, and I kind of just pushed it away. And the second time also pushed it away. And, you know, after a certain, certain amount of times of, you know, hitting the burnout for the fatigue, the stress, but then once it lands you in the hospital, it's kind of this eye-opening moment of like, okay, something needs to change. I need yeah. to, I need to be able to switch something up um, because something's not right here. Right. And yeah. so going through a few of those burnouts in corporate really then brought this light to me of, I, I knew I loved being in events. I knew I loved being in, in hospitality. I just love people and being around people. And I knew the impact that we as humans can make on each other. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just really understanding how can I still be in this industry, but in a healthier version, right? Like how can I do this without consistently being burnt out? And um, that is kind of how this journey you know, came about to finally jumping, doing the scared thing of going from corporate and, and a job, you know, job that I knew was there for me uh, to kind of an unpredictable experience as an entrepreneur into my own business. That's really cool. And and I'd love to touch on the burnout a little bit. So I was, I was going to ask, you know, how did you know that you were burned out? Like what were the signs? But of course, landing in the hospital, I mean, that's a, it's like a hit in the face, absolutely burned out. Would you say do you know what the signs were? Like, what was, what were you experiencing before you ended up in the hospital? Because I think sometimes people don't always realize that they're burned out and, you know, we just would go, 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 go and keep pushing to make things happen. And maybe those are warning signs of you got to slow down. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned the first, the first couple of times I burnt out, uh, I, I didn't even know I was in burnout. Right. And I feel like a lot of us experience that it's just you you were really just on this hamster wheel, especially in corporate. I'm going to just speak from experience where you are just seriously moving forward to get to that next, you know, role or promotion or, you know, whatever it is. And you really are just locked in on that goal and not realizing what your body is really telling you. And, you know, as I look back and I'm so much more in tune with how my body, you know, shares what is happening with me in the moment. Um, I was so disconnected, <laughs> so disconnected when I was in corporate. And, you know, I look back and and there's even just as simple as fatigue, right? Like you are completely drained. Um, and I was also an athlete post-college and even in corporate. And for me, that also was like it, it was overshadowed because, oh, fatigue was because I went to practice that morning or, you know, I, I just had a, a crazy weekend of, of swim meets. And for me, like it really, it was just an ongoing issue, I guess, right? Like I'm, I'm going to call it out as it is. So like my eating patterns were completely different. Fatigue was just, was one of the biggest things. I also looking back, the irritability, right. And in the way that I was conducting myself, whether it was with my family, with my friends at work, even I, you know, I, I looking back was just like, there are certain things where I probably, you know, should not have been the way that, you know, or acted the way that I did. 
in moments of stress and anxiety and overwhelm, right? And yeah. um, I traveled a lot also for in corporate. And so there was a lot of, again, it masked a lot of a lot of those um, symptoms because I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's fatigue from traveling or jet lag or whatever it is. So yeah, and you know, and I and I think now as I as I look back, there are so many of those red flags that I should have really been aware, but I was too young. I was too focused on the career, right? And the career path and the growth. And there's also this where I, I'm I'm a generator, so I'm just I complete if, with human design. If anyone follows that, and so for me, I was just like, I need to go. Like I need to go. I need to build my you know my my um, experience. And I, I was a young buck when I was in college or in corporate, and so you need. There was also this like proving a point to right yeah. to the higher ups and to to grow the ladder in corporate, and um, yeah. So there's so much to really reflect and, and look back on. But I I share all that because those are all learning lessons, right? Like I, right. I'm so glad that I experienced that obviously not in the moment, but <laughs> now as I, as I, as I, you know, reflect, there's all those signs. I now make sure that if I'm going through some of that, or I can feel any of that coming on that I don't allow my body to go completely into burnout. Right. And I'm so mm-hmm. much more aware. My body now tells me, okay, like if I'm fatigued, have I been eating right? Have I been drinking enough water? Um, have I been getting enough sunlight, right? Like I think yeah. that's a massive part of it. Like I, back in corporate, I lived majority of my time in the Northeast in Connecticut and, you know, winters were brutal. And that, that for sure was um, a time where I, most of my burnouts happened during the winter. Like I'm just going to put it out there. Right. So, you know, seasonal depression is part yeah. of that whole entire mix that, that puts a play into burnout too. So all that to say, yeah, so many learning lessons and so many signals that now are, um, you know, allows me to know when I'm being triggered and can kind of repivot into yeah. back into alignment. Yeah, no, I think that's so, um, so great. And as we were talking about before, um, starting the episode, even as an entrepreneur, you know, we get into the, we start our business for, to have more freedom. And yeah. then we go from working a nine to five job to sometimes working, you know, 10, 12, 15 hours a day, especially Absolutely. whenever you're starting the business. And I think it is really important to listen to those cues in your body, like you're saying, because, you know, our body will tell us everything we, we oh, need yeah. to know if we truly are listening to it. And I think if, it's so easy to always put everyone else ahead of ourselves or our business ahead of ourselves instead of just taking the time to, like you said, even if it's just going, getting outside for 15 minutes to get some sunlight, um, that's important. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a great touch and topic that you touched on in regards to that transition from corporate to, um, being your own boss, right? Your, your CEO, your entrepreneurial journey, it, I feel like sometimes there's this misconception that corporate is the reason of burnout, right? All the stress and all, all of the demands. But at the same time, we also have to acknowledge that when you're on your own journey, it's not easy there to your point, you know, you, in the beginning of, of the journey, you're going to be working a lot more hours for the hopes that you get to a point in your business that you can lower those hours, right? And create that freedom. But you got to put in the work in order to get it, get to that position. And right. I, I just, there's 
so many women that I talk to that are surprised, right? That they, that they are struggling or that they're exhausted or, you know, the amount of hours. And I just want to really point out that like burnout is real in the entrepreneurial world as well. And, um, I, I personally have gone through it and I, own it and I'm not ashamed of it. And I want to actually share it because I want it to be normalized and, and not have us be ashamed that, you know, I left corporate for one of the reasons I left corporate was because I was going through burnout and look at me, I'm owning my own business and going through burnout again. Right. And the way that I want to kind of share that is there are different burnouts and every single time I burnt out, even through corporate, each version was different. And there's each time I learn something new about myself and the way my body works. And you also have to understand like you evolve as a human being as well, <laughs> every, single, right. every single day, let alone every single you know season or year. Right. So there's so much that you're learning about yourself during these moments that the way that I work now is extremely different than even last year um, as an entrepreneur. And going through that burnout and I went through one last year, I know even more triggers, right. That to be aware of and how to make sure that I'm taking myself, uh, taking care of myself every morning and even afternoons and going on extra walks or even just sitting outside in the sun more because my body just needs it. I'm older and my body just genuinely needs a lot more love and care for me to be able to function at the high capacity that, that I am. I would say too, as we get older, it might be even more important to make sure we're like really, really uh, paying attention to those triggers because like, I don't have the same amount of energy that I did in my twenties. And so I can, I can get exhausted a lot faster. I've noticed probably within the past year that around nine 30, 10 o'clock at night, I start getting a little bit more emotional. I'm like, why am I getting emotional? What, what in the world did I just think about? And I'm like, I just need sleep. That's all it is. I just need to go to sleep. And you know, it's like, it's like reverting back to a toddler in some ways where you're like, you know, about to have um, a little mental breakdown if you don't get some sleep. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's so interesting because I, being in events in hospitality, we are a rare breed in the sense that we are like, we're energizer buddies. We absolutely are always on the go. We have endless amounts of energy than the the average person next to us. And that was always me, even, you know, before I was in this, in this industry, right. As an athlete, I was always on the move. And so there was this moment in my career two years ago, and I will never forget this. I, realize how tired I was from the travel, from being on site at events. I couldn't remember ever, like I literally would be able to keep track of everybody's event and all the tasks all in my head and literally run through everything without notes. And there was this, this literally moved like pivotal, pivotal moment in my, in my career where I, I just couldn't do it anymore. My brain couldn't hold the capacity. My body just couldn't function at that level and it's almost like an identity crisis that we go through, right? And, and uh, for me, it really was just trying to figure out, okay, what's happening? How do I make sure that I'm in alignment? And what are things that I need to now shift in my life and in my business 
to be able to take care of my body in the way that it is functioning now. Right. So that did mean that I need to like start creating those lists and those, you know, to do organization, whether it's on paper or, you know, digitally, that did mean that I needed to like break down the way that I structured my client events uh, and not be able to kind of like do them all at the same time. Right. So there's, there's again, like our bodies know before we subconsciously know and are consciously know. So it's, the body is telling you, it's just whether you're open to listening and then know what it's telling you to do to be able to pivot and kind of make, make that alignment back. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's kind of shift gears and let's talk about your, um, your business now. So I know you're saying you, you know, you got out of the corporate role world because you wanted to create the same like events and, and retreats, but do it for your own business. So what does that look like now? Yeah. So I uh, am the founder and owner um, and CEO of Elevated Collective, which we are a a global event and consulting agency. And so the way that I really wanted to serve the world was to help female entrepreneurs curate events, bring events into their business and ultimately make an impact in their communities, which then eventually makes an impact on their business, right? And so when I was in corporate, you know, I was handed clients by my superiors. I didn't have a choice of who I can serve. And for me, as I was getting older and, you know, putting myself in groups of just powerful, powerful women that were really changing the way they were living, that they were changing the women's lives around them. That was such an inspiration for me to be able to help create further impact. Right. And that was kind of like this aha moment of like, okay, I love to curate events. I love to bring people together. I know the impact that events and just intimate experiences can create on human beings. Cause I've had that personally. So why don't I just then, you know, take all of my knowledge and experience and build it into this business. And so that's what I did. And it literally every single day, it, it brings a smile to my face because I get to help these women bring these visions and these dreams, right. Of being able to bring their community together, whether it is a retreat, whether it is an event, like a workshop or a conference, right. And we get to change those women's lives. And and it's so, so impactful. And for me, like I'm, I'm on a mission to be able to change this world one event at a time, right? And so, and I know it can happen because of the women that I've seen and the women, you know, the clients that I have and the, and the work that they do in this world, it is just like uh, unbelievable. And I, I see it in front of me, the, the, you know, each woman that goes to this retreat or to this event, they come in one day, one version, and they leave the event completely changed, completely inspired. They're like, you know, lit up to to do what they are meant to do on this world. And it brings me the most joy to be able to, to be able to create those opportunities for them. That's awesome. So if you were working with, like, if, if a woman came to you and said, you know, I like, love your services. What does that look like 
I guess, from kind of start to finish? Yeah, absolutely. So the way I serve, I serve my clients in different capacities, depending on their business, right? And where they're at with their business and with their community. So, you know, I have opportunities for complete one-on-one full planning opportunity where I come in and I am part of your team and I take over your entire event planning process. And so um, this is perfect for, you know, the owner who has a vision, but doesn't necessarily know how to bring that vision to life. Uh, And that's across the board from a strategic lens of how do events fit into their business model. And in addition to how do we even, you know, logistically make the event happen, right? So, so that's, you know, the, the best way to be able to help bring your event to life. I also then notice that there's other ways that I can impact, um, but on just, you know, a different level of support and guidance, because maybe you already have a team, right? And it's just understanding what are the tasks and what are the ways to be able to curate that experience, but then I can have my team help me work on it, right? So I offer one-on-one consulting packages. I also offer VIP days. So if you are someone who are just like, listen, I need just a full day of your brain, you in my business, understanding how we add the event into my into the business model, what's the pricing structure, what does the event look like? Where do I need to go, right? Like literally lay it all out. We do that all in a day. I hand you a blueprint and then your team can take it over or you can take it over, right? If that's something that you want. So so those are kind of, you know, the different levels and, and areas where I can help support. But ultimately for me, like I always give way more. <laughs> it, it's a it's a it's something that I love because it's, you know, when when you promise one thing, and you get 10, 10 exit, you're going to, the value of it is going to be so much more there. Right. And I think right. it's just across the board on, on any business. It's, it's the relationship building. It's the customer service, it's, right. you know, the true experience. And again, I'm in the world of experiences. So when you do, when we are part of your event or retreat planning, like we, we are creating relationships together. We're, we're in the dream with you. So you're going to get me way more than just like once a month, right? You're, you're getting my brain. I'm in your business. We're in Slack. We're literally texting and, t- and talking because I know the vision and what it can do for the community, for, you know, for her community. So yeah, I just, I absolutely love it if you can't tell. <laughs> and is, a couple of questions. Are you're helping like build out the content for the event too, or are they building up the content and then like, you're kind of tweaking it? Yeah. So I now, so what I always tell my clients is you're the expert in your field, right? Like you're, you're the genius in, in what you are brought on this earth to do. So I'm not going to tell you what to share during your event, but we strategize on how to structure the programming so that it flows. So the experience Uh, is great for your, for your attendees that you're not overwhelming them or, or, you know, overpacking the schedule so that it's like, you know, you got to move from one seat to the other, to the other, to the other, there's no break. Right. So we really kind of create the flow and an experience of the, of the retreat or event versus exact program content, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And are these all in-person events or do you also help with virtual events? Yeah. So majority are, are in-person because naturally we are just craving that 
way more than ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. A lot of these strategies do also carry over into the virtual world. It's just a little bit different in terms of how do you create that experience of keeping them engaged, right? That and throughout the last couple of years, um, you know, that was the biggest uh, factor with a lot of virtual events is like, how do you keep someone wanting to listen, you know, in a multi-day event when you're doing it virtually, right? So there are a little bit tweaks in the strategies, but same concepts and frameworks still apply when you do it virtually as well. Gotcha. Okay. And then can you tell me a little bit about like the sponsorship? Yeah. Because I know we had kind of mentioned that offline. Mm -hmm. So how does all that play into the events? Yeah. So when I work with my clients, we always, you know, there's kind of the two-step process before we even get into the planning. It's really understanding the intention behind your event. Why do you want to bring events into you, to your business? Why that specific event for your community, right? Once that really is grounded in it and you understand that focus, we then lean into the financial piece because you have to understand what numbers you're working with in order to know, you know, what to price it out profitably. So that way, at the end of the day, you're not losing money on this event right. and you are making money, right? Yeah. That's at the end important. of the day, yes, you want to bring people together, but it is a business, you know, part of your business that you don't want it to go into the red. So, a, a massive focus that we go into is like really structuring what are your estimated costs for this event that you are envisioning and what are areas that we can alleviate some of that uh, financial burden, right? And so uh, sponsorship is a massive opportunity that I feel is undervalued in the sense of not being utilized as often as it should. And I feel like there's sometimes like people are scared, oh, but I'm afraid to ask or like, oh, I don't want to ask for donations, you know, in that area. But it's a win-win on both parts for you and the brand. But I always copy by saying as long as it is aligned, which always brings me back to that intention piece. Like step one is knowing exactly what the reason for this event is. Like what are, what is your attendees taking away that old, that intention carries through into the sponsorship conversation. You need to be able to share the intention of the event and make sure that the brands have that intent or that mission or that goal as part of, you know, their idea. Because if it's not, then then there's no point of them being at this event, right? So let's say you have, um, you know, a, a product based brand that some of their missions is to um, be part of, you know, female initiatives uh, to help, um, let's say, you know, uh, growth in a specific niche or a category, right? If your intention for your event is more around sales strategy and um, building your business, that's probably not going to be the best alignment because their initiative is more being like community-based and service, right? And so being around an event and an audience that that is focused around that is probably a better event for them to be a part of. So that might not be an alignment. But if you are curating um, and helping your community learn how to build their community, how to create um, you know, relationships, that might be a better uh, you know, engagement and alignment. So very high level examples, but I just want to kind of get to make sure that that intention piece and that alignment with the sponsorship 
really is important because then it's a very easy yes for the brand to be a part of the event, whether it's a monetary sponsorship or a product donation, um, because they want to be a part of the experience. They want to be in front of that audience that you are bringing in front. Right. That totally makes sense. Yeah. And what would you say is like the event creator or, or host, what are some things that that you could provide to the sponsors that would also entice them to want to become a, a sponsor? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, naturally with the initial conversations is understanding that it's the right target audience, it's the right mentality, it's the right, you know, focus for what they what they want to achieve for that year. But you can also offer them opportunities such as having them speak at your event. They can have, if it's a product and they have a sales goal, have them have a table at your event where they can literally be in front of their ideal customers, sell their product for them. You know, there's opportunities for them to create a workshop. So, you know, you have a speaker on stage or have it be more niche down and more workshoppy. So it's really sharing um, their zone of genius in their industry, right? I mean, this list can go on and on. We can be on here forever. But, you know, there are absolutely creative ways for you to, you know, bring them into your community that really allows them to reach that goal or their mission that they're looking for. Right, right. Yeah, I know one of the conferences that I go to yearly usually will have like breakout sessions for the sponsors to like speak or teach briefly, you know, maybe not as long as like a normal, normal session, but still that's, yeah, I think always like sponsors being able to share some knowledge and share how they can help somebody is is always good. Well, and you got to think about it, right? Like gone are the days where it's just like, oh, you know, can you just provide your product and we'll just slap your logo on, you know, our website. There needs to be so much more value and connection, right? Like at the end of the day, connection is kind of like the throughput on anything you're doing with your events, whether it's small or large. And so you want in, in the sponsorship realm, like you want to be able to make sure that your sponsor is connecting with the right audience, whether it's at the event or during the promotion or post event, right? So being able to create those opportunities so that way your audience is, is interacting at some way with the, with those brands um, is super valuable for them. And, and it'll, of course, be an easier yes uh, for them to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's such a good point for sure. Yeah. And um, let's see, you, you mentioned about like building an elevated experience for maximum brand exposure. What did you mean by that? Yeah. So, you know, there's one thing to curate an event, bring people together you know, have some food, have some speakers, and then call it a day, right? I feel like with how much we are craving to be in person, and we are attending a lot of events, because we're catching up, and we just literally want to be, you know, give those hugs and and have those conversations. We're at a point where we have to create the experience as unique as possible to you and your brand. And figure out ways to differentiate yourself because there are so many events and retreats out there. And how do you, how is your retreat or event different? Why should they be going to your event? And again, this is kind of stemming to from that intention piece, right? It's like, what are you creating? What are they taking away? What is their ROI that is going to 
be the reason they keep coming back or why they even purchase your ticket in the first place, right? So ultimately, you want to be able to curate a really elevated and luxurious, I'm going to say, experience um, from start to finish. And, you know, what that can look like is before the event, do you create some kind of customization with your attendees that purchase their tickets, whether it's digitally and as soon as they, um, I love this, I love this idea. So if, if you're creating an event, please take this idea and do it because I promise your attendees will absolutely love this. As soon as they purchase your ticket, why not have a video pop up? you with you thanking them and getting them really excited and you can't wait to squeeze them in person and you can't wait to have their inputs and thought leadership at the event right just that small one to two minute video will create such a bond and relationship and excitement for your event that they're it's, that's going to carry them into the event and they they haven't even set foot in the room or in the house or wherever you're hosting right yeah. and this, this conversation of intention, customization, and really feeling like every single detail is meant for each person, right? Like you feel like every single touch was created for you personally. And when you create that kind of an experience, you're going to have a client for life at that point because they're going to want to keep coming back and seem like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do next year for me, right? For me at the end of the day. You know, and then you know, on site, right? A lot of times it's like, well, how how can we curate that kind of experience on site? Depending on obviously the size of your event, can you create room jobs? Like when they when they go into their room, is there a really cute gift or a note um, that you can provide them? Is there a sensory experience? And I and I share this with a lot of my clients. You know, one of the biggest takeaways that hopefully you can take out of this is. When you're creating your experience, focus on our five senses and how can you make sure that throughout your event experience, it doesn't have to be all at once, but at, at certain points of your event, can you make sure that they are experiencing something related to one of the senses? So are they visually seeing something super beautiful or attractive, right? And again, that doesn't mean it has to be gold-plated, um, whatever. It it's is it something that is aesthetically pleasing to the eye? The smell, obviously, a lot of times food, but are there essential oils or perfumes or something that you can curate in the air that will remind them of the experience that they're having? Because that'll be a lasting experience or right. memory. Yeah. Conversations, right? So. Every single touch point will create a memory uh, in your attendee's, you know, body really in mind that will ultimately kind of carry on through the event and then after the event. So then your conversations post-event, they're going to be like, oh, that smell reminds me of when I was at Christie's event or when they touch something that was similar um, or if they do an activity that was similar to your event. It'll always bring them back to the experience, which will then always just have you top of mind and really be able to have them, you know, again, be kind of that client for life, even if it's not events, right? You can provide programming after, you can provide um, products after if you're selling, and they're always going to want to be in that realm because they had those amazing experiences. I love that. That is such a good tip. 
Good yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, my wheels are spinning as you're saying all these things, because, you know, you can utilize that even, even if you're not hosting events, if, if you're selling a product, Absolutely. you know, whenever they purchase, send the video right away. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think that is such just unique touches that not everybody is doing, but it could truly make a lasting impact, like you're saying. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I keep saying this, but it's relationship building. You're creating that connection with a human being. And ultimately, that's always what we crave. And so to your point, even if it's just virtually and it doesn't you don't have to be spending a lot of money, there hasn't doesn't have to be a lot of investment. Now, if you are in a business where you do have a good you know, portion of your business that you can make those investments to your point, if you have a product that you sell add something to to the box or to the packaging, right? Even if it is like a little love note from you, or if it is a little, uh, a smaller piece or something that is, um, you know, let's say, you know, a candle that you sell. Is there a mini accessory that you can add to the box that could be useful, right? Um, again, there's so many different ways where going above and beyond is going to really, really be able to help you grow just you, your brand and, and being able to, to grow your business ultimately at the end of the day. Yeah. I love that. Well, you've definitely given us a lot to think about. So we're kind of wrapping up our show, but uh, what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is wanting to, you know, step out and chase their daydreams? Mm, what a good question. I, I was kind of brainstorming uh, on this earlier this morning as, as you shared this question. And I ultimately kept coming back to do it scared. Like no, no matter what, just, just do it scared. And you truly don't realize who is watching you when you make that jump or when you start having those conversations, which ultimately you don't know how much you can impact someone's life by you making the decision and, you know, there's a reason why that dream fell on your heart. So follow it, whether it's terrifying or not, because again, like the impact that you can make on the people around you. And I just reflect back on what if I didn't make this decision? What if I didn't go on my own? All the women and their clients and clients the amount, like the ripple effect of, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to create those experiences for them and those life-changing moments. And it's, to me, that, that is kind of like the driving force behind anything. It's like, wow, if I didn't do it scared and terrified and I did, believe me, it was a big leap. Yeah. Just, just kind of realizing that that impact might not have been there if I didn't make that choice. So yeah, just do it scared because you never know who you can change. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. I feel like I've gotten um, similar answers with a lot of podcast guests is like, do it scared, just be willing to take the risk. And yeah, I mean, it is going to be scary anytime you um, you take that risk, but it, it can be so rewarding. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I always say like, if it's not scary, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> everything new and everything big should be scary. And if it's yeah. not, then you're not, you're not leveling up enough. Yeah. Mm, good point. Uh, so what is one bo book or podcast that has been very influential in your life? Yeah, I have, uh, I have this amazing mentor, uh, Amber, Amber Lillystrom and I, her podcast is 
just it's on repeat uh, for me. And it's the Ignite Your Dream podcast. Hmm. Truly just it's a mix of solo episodes and guest episodes. And both are just super inspirational life and business and sisterhood and, you know, all the things. And it's an amazing just kind of realignment and focus sometimes that I need, but also just kind of, you know, it's, she's also my mentor. So it's like, I have her in my back pocket and in my ear that I can just listen to whenever I need some, um, some pick me up. Awesome. I'll have to check that podcast out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And lastly, how do people find you? Yeah. Thank you so much. I am on Instagram uh, at Anna.Grigleska. We'll definitely spell it out for (laughs) y'all in the show notes. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn uh, with my name, Anna Grigleska. And then if you are interested on my website uh, at theelevatedcollective.co, we do have some great free resources on there as well. If you want to, um, if you are planning to have events or step into sponsorship, we have some some great stuff for you to be able to kind of dip your toes in and then absolutely feel free to, to send me messages and ask me any questions. And um, I would love to be able to help support in your journey. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I, I took some good mental notes and I'm definitely going to go back and, and take some notes. Cause I, there were so many things that you said that I'm like, I could use that in my business. Oh, and so good. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for everything. I um, yeah. can't wait to hear this finished episode, you know, Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was, this was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I can't wait to get this out live. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd be so kind and leave me a quick review, I would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Christy Winfrey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that follow button. And until next time, keep chasing those dreams, my friend. Remember, you are worth it.